This is episode number 17 of the Don't Start a Band podcast. I uh, don't have much to say except for subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or YouTube, wherever you choose to enjoy the Don't Start a Band podcast. More importantly, on today's episode, I have with me one of my best friends, one of the coolest people I know, Griffith Johnson. He is the drummer for a Colorado local band called Fox Lake, and he's just an all-around awesome dude. So I'm excited to sit down and talk with him because this conversation could literally go anywhere. So please welcome Griffith Johnson. Cue the music. My man, Griffith Johnson. What up, dude? Poop, 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 poop. How are you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm doing great, man. How about you? Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you yeah. so much for coming on here. I've been super excited about having you on. I try not to let on how excited I was because I don't want anybody else to feel bad. But like, I just love sitting down and talking with you. I love you, man. This is good. I didn't say that I love you, but I do love you. Oh, I love you, regardless of what you say to me. A lot? Yeah, tons, dude. Awesome. You look good today. Thank you. I like your uh, your getup. Thanks, man. So, to start the podcast the way we kind of do it every time, tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah. Um, living in Denver, born and raised, um, married, and... Uh, Play music a lot. It's uh, pretty much hell it. yeah. Yeah. Are you are you enjoying the married life, dude? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Sometimes highly recommend it. I would try it if I were you. I I think I'll give it a try. All right, good. You know the old college try. Yeah, yeah. Even though I never went to college. Yeah. You're in college, right? I am in college. You skipped that part. How come? Oh, because. Uh, uh, what are you going sucks, for dude. again? Business. Uh, yeah, entrepreneurship. So. Try. For real? Yeah. So like eventually you might like start a business or yeah invest. yeah I want to do the music side or like the the business yeah. side of music so okay I don't I don't know uh, I don't I want to do something music because that's what I love that's what I like doing but yeah. I, I didn't want to do a music degree so I kind of okay do my own approach on it and then I can apply that to whatever like field or industry I want to which would be yeah my band and stuff well, like that. Business is business, and uh, something that people overlook is that a band is a business. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's awesome, man. But uh, when did you start playing drums? Because um, you are the drummer of Fox Lake. That's correct. For anybody yeah, yeah. that didn't read the description before listening, <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't usually either. So, uh, Yeah, I started playing drums. Um, I was, uh, I think... 13 or 14 it was uh like eighth grade okay and what what made you start playing drums um i uh i started playing piano when i was four i did that all the way through high school um my parents made me do that they made 
me and all my siblings do that. And so... And you have six Seven siblings? other ones. Seven. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of us. Um, but yeah, so we did piano. So that's... Uh, I was always exposed to music uh, and personally and playing an instrument and stuff. But I never really liked it. My parents made me do it. And then... Yeah. Um, they got me a snare drum just for like fun one year for yeah. Christmas. And okay. it sat in my basement for several years. I never used it. And then um, one day I just thought I'd like to start taking lessons. And I started and then I like bought a kit. And that's awesome. Yeah, I got hooked that way. So, yeah. So, are your parents musicians? Mm, a little bit. I think my mom did some classical stuff like orchestra mm. and like marching band and stuff like that. But, um, nothing like crazy yeah. they just kind of wanted to round you guys out yeah yeah and it, it was good like I, I didn't like it at the time but yeah. it helped kickstart drumming a lot it helped me with mm-hmm. uh, just basic understanding on um, instruments and stuff you know yeah. tempo and measures and yeah because all that stuff whether it's you know guitar piano drums the rhythms are still there so yeah like exactly you had a sense of rhythm already yeah yeah definitely which translated well and once i found something that i enjoyed with that outlet and that i could do at my own pace and do kind of what i wanted to do with it it, it really took off and kind of all fell into place there nice yeah. did you kind of feel like you i mean obviously you weren't a fan of the piano at first but did you kind of have a feeling that like you wanted to play music you just kind of yeah totally that was the piano was there's times where i was i was really wanted to learn and i really wanted to play and i wanted to take like what i'd learned and like Mm -hmm. apply it to my own creativity write stuff uh but i just wasn't ever really good at it and i really put in a lot of time in it and i don't know so i wanted to use that to be creative and write music and stuff but i don't know that instrument just never really clicked with me yeah. So once I found drums, it was cool because there's no notes and you don't really have to, I don't know, you don't have to know a lot of theory or like rules yeah. or anything. You kind of just do whatever sounds cool and whatever, whatever's fun. Well, yeah. And you can, you know, the thing about drums is once you have a basic understanding and like when I was taught the drums, my drum instructor made me start with jazz. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he was like, this is how, you know, you get your independence with all your limbs. And like once you kind of have that, you can basically go on feeling. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, that was that was really similar with my uh, my teachers and stuff there. Yeah, I I always wanted to play like fast, aggressive music. And they were like and they were always into jazz and yeah. they were always like, no, no, man, dude don't get double bass pedals and stuff like let me just like you know do this and this and all sorts of weird jazz stuff which at the time like i was i enjoyed it but not as much as like other stuff but now i'm glad i do that because i had it helped me learn like a good like foundation for drums and a good foundation for just building and writing and stuff like that nice yeah well uh you've definitely i mean don't take this the wrong way but since I started you or started seeing you play drums with the fulfillment at the Rock House oh, to man. now, <laughs> like major, like almost two different drummers. Oh, thank you, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's always the goal. Always try yeah. to get better. There's always room for improvement. You're always, yeah, always going to get better. So thank well, you. Well, the past couple of times I've seen you uh, at the, for the Fallen Dream show and at the Benefit show, 
you just like you look confident and I don't know what happened, but you're definitely like hitting harder and it I don't know. It's it's cool that you know, I've gotten to see the progression. I feel like you and I have never really like talked drums. Yeah, I don't think so either, dude. I don't know, because you're a drummer on that's that's your original instrument, right? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really start I mean, we hung out when you were a drummer, but I feel like you were doing vocals and guitar and stuff more once we yeah. started getting closer so yeah yeah because when i think i was 18 17 or well it must have been 18 uh when we kind of met and started hanging out that was yeah, like yeah. around the time that i had started teaching myself guitar and i was still playing drums in bands but it, they were like we played kind of weird shows yeah not, not so many like marquee shows like that or whatever but right, that right. was around the time that i started doing backseater stuff and yeah uh, makes sense started going to the rock house a lot more oh man yeah remember wars serenity oh my gosh dude dude i was thinking about them the other day that band really? is so cool i see oh connor gosh. at whole foods all the time oh yeah dude aaron stoltz on instagram yeah i see him around every now and then um those dude, guys are awesome dude. wizard yeah dude um, I don't remember who else was in the band. Ah, uh, Kevin. What was his last name? Kevin Ross. That was it. Okay. I've seen him around you. Yeah, those guys are awesome. I miss them. They played yeah. really heavy music. It was sweet. They <laughs> did play. Were you at their like farewell show at the Rock House yeah. uh-huh. when there was a dollhouse? Oh, and, and they smashed and yeah. stuff? Oh, my gosh, yeah. That was, that was great, in, dude. That was intense. The Rock House was cool. Dude, I love the Rock House, man. I wish that place was still up there. Yeah. Did you ever go to Life Spot? Dude, I know. I never did. I was, yeah. by the time I started going to shows and stuff, that had already wrapped up and everything. But, yeah. yeah. Bummer. Well, the Rock House was cool. And I, the thing I always liked about the Rock House and Life Spot is because it was a venue that was all ages and, like, anybody could go. It was relatively cheap. Yeah, and yeah. When you're starting out in a band, it's hard to get people to go to your shows, especially in Denver. So right. like the Rock House Life Spot kind of had that, um, you know, that essence of it's kind of in the burbs. Yeah, yeah, that was good. There was, I mean, my first show I ever played was at the Rock House, and the first fulfillment show I ever played was at the Rock House, and yeah. I played a lot of shows there, and I went to a lot of shows, and that's. When that place is up and running, that's when I really developed and got into like the local scene and stuff and yeah. making friends and, and going to a lot more shows. So that yeah. place is sweet. Nice. Yeah. When, uh, what got you into heavy music? Um, Were you always uh, a fan of it or? Yeah, pretty much like from the moment I heard it, I think some of the first bands I was into were, was like under oath and showbread and you know those kind of like christian post-hardcore bands um both my older brothers listened to like rock and punk and stuff and i'd always like that as long as i could remember and then it just kind of um naturally progressed one of my brothers he like i don't know brought home like an under the cd or something like that one day and i was like dude this is the coolest thing ever so it it just kind of built on that and uh progressed sometimes i wish i had had an older sibling because I had to find my way on yeah. my own. Yeah, and yeah. It started, you know. I always loved music, so at a very early age, I think I had a Britney Spears CD, some Insync. Nice, nice. And nice. it wasn't until third grade uh, this kid showed me Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah, yeah. 
and that changed my life forever. And like, yeah, for real, dude. You know, I started listening to Newfound Glory, Good Charlotte. Yeah, like, those were all the bands that I started off. Anything that was played on like ninety three three in back like, in the day. Yeah, like early thousands. Like that's the yeah. music I listened to, and then that was the music my brothers listened to. And then one unfortunately went down an EDM road, and the other went down. Uh, like a heavier road and so yeah the first years and the first bands I heard of the first shows I went to was all with him and he was showing me the way so yeah that's awesome that was dope <laughs> what was your first show you ever went to um my very first show ever like uh was fallout boy acoustic they uh it was after from under the court tree came out and they were doing some denver show and they were playing an acoustic show for free at a Circuit City grand opening in like Thornton or something like that. Dude, yeah, Circuit it was awesome. City. Yeah, throwback, right? <laughs> it was awesome. And then, um, yeah, and then my brother was going and he took me and like we like begged and whined my mom until she Damn. let me go. And it's sweet. I think they played like three songs and it was yeah. tight. But that was the first thing ever. Um, yeah, that was like my first show ever. It was sweet. That I is loved rad. it. Yeah. Well, uh, so we covered drums, heavy music. Uh, let's talk about the fulfillment because obviously was that your first band? Uh, no, it wasn't. No, when okay. the dead walk was my first band. Tell me about that band. Oh man. Dude. How old were you so when, bad. when the dead walk? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was 16, I think when I started that okay. or like just around then, uh, yeah, like junior year in high school or something like that. And we did that for probably like a year or two I think uh, through high school I think we I think the fulfillment started getting off like right after all of us graduated high school and stuff but it was mm. me and Nathan um we he's been doing vocals and I've been doing drums ever since we've done music yeah um how did you guys meet each other uh yeah just through mutual friends um like our our families had been friends we went yeah. to like the same youth group and stuff so we've been best friends since like eighth grade or something okay um and yeah, like we kind of helped each other with music and stuff and helped each other get into bands and like showed each other stuff. And yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, yeah, we just did that through like high school and stuff. And that was my first yeah. band. And you didn't, you didn't play any shows and when the day? No, no, we played it. We played a you handful did? of shows. Oh yeah. Rock House was the first one, dude. Oh yeah. Nice. It's good stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I wasn't familiar with that band. You know, it's right. you're, you're not missing anything, dude. It, it was, yeah. it was horrible. It, yeah, it, it was. <laughs> well, I had probably heard of it because, you know, when the rock house opened, I was, uh, I had the sense of nostalgia because, uh, of life spot. So I tried to start going to every yeah. rock house show. Yeah. So. Yeah. We played a lot of shows with war serenity. Like we were, we were pretty tight, okay. um, through that. And yeah. Cool. so that evolved into the fulfillment yeah basically we were doing that and then i don't even really remember how it ended but that kind of just faded off and then um uh trig frank was always interested in starting bands yeah. and we tried to get him involved with um win the dead walk and it never really lined up and stuff so he was like our first person we went to as soon as when the dead walk broke up nathan and i hit him up and then us three started jamming and then um, and then we just got the other members and it all kind of filled up pretty quickly after that. You mean Coops McPoops? That's right. Coops McPoops. Yeah. He was our I... original guitarist. He Was he at the benefit show? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen him for a while. 
He's a good um, boy. You can tell that. Yeah. Yeah. Benefit show was, I feel like everybody was on point and I was scared to death because it was a very important show. Right. And the backseaters have never played a good show at Herman's. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm. You I'm, guys were awesome that night. I loved it. It was, it was solid. It sounded great. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, let me fix the YouTube. That's so strange. That's never happened. Oh, good. We're still live. All right. Um, oh, she says that she can't hear us on live. Uh-oh. That's probably why she called. <laughs> um, let's see what's going on. Oh, you know what it is? Fuck. All right. I bet people can hear us now. Nice. Cool. Uh, you would I not apologize. believe the things we have been talking about for the last 10 minutes. I apologize to all the people on YouTube. I, I'm i doing a new thing with the YouTube Live. I'm doing it off of a laptop, but I have it hooked up to an old interface. And I'm actually using a microphone now. And this is the first time doing it. So I apologize to people who missed the first 16 minutes of live but yeah. all we really talked about is um you know the start of griffith johnson his first band when the dead walked and uh we were getting into the fulfillment which you guys were in alternative press yeah yeah we actually were that was awesome that was one of the coolest days yeah. of my entire life that's insane how did yeah. you like submit to get on it yeah or? they had um I don't know if they still do it now. I haven't looked at the magazine recently, but they had a thing yeah. called APNR and it was every issue they had like five or six like unsigned bands or something and that would submit and that they would uh, just kind of rifle through and then yeah. I, I don't know their choosing process or whatever, but um, yeah, we submitted it. And it's kind of random. I think Trey submitted us just kind of on a whim and then like yeah. literally I like woke up that morning and... I had like someone sent me someone else in the band like sent me a picture of like they're holding like an AP magazine or something they're like dude we're in AP and I was like what and so I drove to Hot Topic and yeah. bought it and I haven't looked yeah. at an AP in so long yeah dude it's sweet it was to set up the Instagram live we're not word, just playing no, with my you're phone, good <laughs> I promise um yeah but it it was so cool and that was uh yeah I have that like magazine at home and that's like do you have it framed? I don't. It's just on my bookshelf. I should get it framed. I have a lot of things I need framing, though. You should. Yeah. It was pretty cool, so I like to look at that every now and then. All right. We're just going live all over the place. The people who are going to listen to this are probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> we'll just say that this, uh, this episode is geared toward video, so for those of you who haven't watched the video... Here's your chance, uh, but you're going to miss the audio for the first 16 minutes of this one. So, sorry. Yeah. Whoops. And I think we're going live on Instagram. All right. Let's see. Checking connection. We're now live. All right. All right. So now we got a camera there, a camera there. So you should be inspired to... Watch this on live. Go to at DSAB podcast um, for live Instagrams or Jake Backseaters on YouTube. Sorry to kind of oh, hijack okay, no. your podcast. Got to get more people. 
So we got to the fulfillment. Right, right. And from the fulfillment afterwards, you didn't, did you play music at all for a while until Fox Lake? Uh, yeah, I actually never stopped. It, there was like a weird like limbo yeah. between those two bands, but technically like it was pretty slow going, but technically it, uh, we didn't like, I was not like not in a band. It basically, when the fulfillment ended, it was, we were trying to, we'd put out two EPs and we were trying to write a new one and everything we were doing just like wasn't clicking and it wasn't feeling like organic and stuff. Yeah. And so we, we tried messing around with a few like kind of like genre changes, I guess, kind of mm. doing like some different types of um, like heavier music that we hadn't done before. And like dubstep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Super heavy dubstep. <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. We, yeah. So we were, we were trying to write these new songs and nothing was really taking and we were sitting down demoing them once and I don't even know how it got started, but then I really don't even know, but like Nate, it was me and Nathan and Trey who kind of like fused these projects together and, and we were working and, and then Trey started talking about how we should do like more like less heavy stuff, more like straightforward, like rock or like radio rock or something like yeah. that. And then Nathan had he had been working on something with rapping and stuff and kind of got that idea. And so we just started like spitballing and getting all these ideas going. And then we started demoing some stuff out and it like sounded completely different. It was, it was entirely new band and it was weird. And, and we had had, we had, we were looking for new members and stuff and like things had kind of taken a pretty big shift. And so we um, just decided to like scrap it and start new. And so we started with this new project and it took us forever to get it going. It it was a weird yeah. transition. We had to find new members and stuff. That we hit up Brandon right away because he was one of um, our dudes we were talking to about playing guitar for fulfillment. Yeah. Um, and that never really worked out. So we took um, so we hit him up, and he was so down. And then we just started running with the idea of doing like this, like rap rock kind of stuff. We listened yeah. to like a ton of Corn and Lincoln Park and like King Eight Ten and weird stuff that I had never really listened to before. Yeah. I, I had, but it was like, I was in such like a, like a metal core, like state of mind. It was yeah. all about like bring me the horizon and devil was Prada and those kind of bands yeah. at that time. And it was, so it, it took us a while to like get in this new headspace and, and mm-hmm. like shift our mentality into like not writing what we had been writing like all of our lives. Cause all of us had been in metal core bands. All yeah. of us have been like, the typical like you know breakdowns and clean clean yeah. vocal courses and everything like that and well, so that's like your angsty teenageness it's kind of like exactly what under oath did you know yeah they had, exactly they're yeah. only chasing safety and now they have erased me which is yeah completely different yeah yeah and like bands evolve and people evolve and stuff and that's really what happened and, and we we just got kind of tired of playing the same yeah. kind of music i mean the fifth one i think had been going on two or three years by then and all of us had had bands before that that were similar genres and stuff and so we just started working on this new stuff and um yeah it just took a while to get going but once we got it going it was cool and um yeah no yeah i mean now we're here in my opinion like songwriting when you're in high school is limited because like you have boyfriends and girlfriends and you know you have relationships but it's I mean, 
let's be honest, in high school, it's not really that serious a lot right. of times. But, you know, you go through these little things. Uh, you maybe work a part-time job, and, like, that's your world is high school. And, yeah, you yeah. know, a little bit outside of that. So it's, uh, you know, songwriting takes a drastic change. And I really didn't seriously start... I mean, I wrote lyrics before, but like writing whole songs of lyrics until yeah. after I graduated, because that's when the backseaters started. Right, right. But uh, I don't know. I was just thinking about it, and I think it's crazy that, you know, when you actually go out into the quote-unquote real world yeah. and start getting the real-world experience, um, you know, it definitely... Because, and what made me think about that is... Uh, like death from above and a lot of the Fox Lake songs is it almost seems like Nathan and you guys are writing about what you see in the world as opposed to like a personal problem. Yeah, totally. Totally. I don't know. I think that's really cool. And like you said, uh, corn and Lincoln park, but personally, like I get a strong, like rage against the machine. Totally. Yeah. They're definitely one of those bands too. Um, I started getting into them recently. You yeah. Know? Oh, they're so sick, dude. Yeah. It just, you know, when yeah. you're a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, the world's fucked up. Oh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And and musically, too, you're you're in such a, like, a small bubble. Yeah. In, and if you hang out with the same people and you're going through the same daily routine and all, all you're listening to is those Hot Topic bands, you know, yeah. it, it's awesome when it is. But then when you start going out into the real world and you, you start making friendships and relationships with other people who aren't you know your your five little mall rat friends then you uh you get exposed to new music and you get exposed to new perspectives and ideas and stuff and that that all plays like an influence into the music you write yeah well i think you know i don't know it's just songwriting always strikes me like strikes a weird chord with me because it's so unlike anything else in the world i mean like yeah, definitely. maybe it's like visual art because people see the things in their head and then put it on the paper but yeah um you know songwriting and just the limitless amounts of what you can actually write about yes yeah. oh yeah it's awesome insane. it's there's yeah it's one of the coolest things in the world i love doing it yeah. more than pretty much anything did you was it like a conscious effort to go you know from the hot topic band lyrics or whatever to start doing this like when you started fox lake it was there like a message that you were pursuing um not really like we yeah. uh like the fulfillment was a christian band and we mm-hmm. had had that message and that um kind of image i suppose that we were yeah. really trying to push forward and stuff but then um then when Fox Lake started, it was kind of we, um, not all of us in the bands were Christians, and then we started um, just kind of looking at life more organically and stuff, and, yeah. and, and applying it to our music, and, and trying not to get um, like writing ourselves into a box or something, and making sure that like our lyrics didn't like go over any certain boundaries or explore anything outside of like yeah what we thought was comfortable or what we should be talking about or mm-hmm. saying and stuff like that. And so it really, it took on this more organic, um, no Attila lyrics. Yeah. Nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it took this more organic feel of what, um, 
what was really going on and what life is like and how we yeah. really felt. And we weren't, we weren't trying to fit any sort of image or any sort of, um, yeah. I don't know, like any sort of specific message. We were just kind of saying what we wanted to say and feeling stuff. And that's mostly Nathan. He, he does the majority of the lyric writing. Um, mm-hmm. I've never really done much lyrics and stuff, but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. we, we kind of, when we're writing and stuff, we, we kind of, he kind of starts coming up with ideas and stuff for like lyrical content, writing lines and stuff like that. And, um, and then we kind of bounce ideas back on, on content and stuff. Um, nice. but yeah, yeah, he's, he runs with that mostly, but yeah, it's definitely, yeah. it's, it's what we feel right now and, um, yeah. what's like on our minds and what's really going on. Well, going back to the, you know, the drum talk, the thing yeah. also that I've noticed about Fox Lake is there are like super tight rhythms that you guys have that like, it's very, um, very rhythmic, but there's like also some parts that are very open, Yeah, which leaves like a lot of room for you to do different things on the drums. And like, you're not just you know, doing the do 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 the whole yeah, time. Like for sure, you for do sure. a lot of stuff with the symbols. Yeah, yeah. And uh I just it's so like yeah, it has the elements of Rage Against the Machine and like kind of would you say it's similar to Incendiary with like their uh, yeah, I mean definitely. I mean they definitely write about like what they see in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um but yeah, I just think it's so unique especially to denver because like there's a lot of just hardcore bands in denver there's metal bands yeah stupid little pop indie (laughs) rock bands (laughs) the you know whatever but you guys are definitely a breath of fresh air and i'm not just kissing your ass no i appreciate that the first time i saw you guys uh which was at a release show i I was blown away. Thanks so much, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, like um, we were definitely when we when we came up with this idea, we were we kind of looked. It started out kind of naturally what we wanted to do, but then we were we were looking at this scene and and just music like heavy music in general and stuff, and seeing that there wasn't a whole lot like this, and that there is a market for it, and that yeah. we, we did want to do something unique, and that's that's really why the fulfillment ended and this one began is because we were tired of doing the same old thing and. Although although you can keep it fresh and and write cool new like metalcore and stuff, we want we wanted to do something that we had never done before and that was unique and um, yeah, so that was kind of the whole idea was going for is yeah. making something unique and different. Yeah, there's so much to say about it. Uh, how did you come up with the name Fox Lake? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, um, you had to know I was gonna ask that question. I didn't think of that. It, it's it's so stupid. Um, we hadn't had it we didn't have a name for the longest time i think it was close to like a year of us like writing and jamming and stuff that we had not had a um a name and we were throwing out a bunch of ideas and stuff and we kind of had like threw out ideas of an image and kind of feel that we wanted to like encompass and stuff and i don't know nothing really stuck and then i think yeah it was nathan he was just like yeah you want to do fox lake and everyone's like yeah that's awesome we like that and we just went with it. I, I had no it idea what it meant. Completely random. I, to me, it was. And then I finally yeah. asked him. I was like, "What? What? Why'd you come with that?" And he was like, "Oh, dude, like I think uh, I was sitting there drunk in a hot tub in the mountains, and I literally saw a fox on a lake." That's and deep. so, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It does. I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah, 
I like the name. Yeah, However I think you that came up with it. I would just, you know. Yeah, I think it's cool. It, it, Maybe I write a different story for it. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. I don't know. Yeah, it, it. There's no big meaning behind it. There's nothing yeah. like that. It's just, uh, I don't know. It sounded kind of cool. It, it sounded, I don't know, just kind of gives the feel that we liked. Yeah. I. That's it. I think it fits perfectly. I appreciate that in Thank some you. weird way, but yeah. Um, names are weird like that, dude. They are, and. I don't know, taking may- on that responsibility to name this thing and then you have to fucking stick with it yeah that's true i mean yeah as you can come up with a million names and then yeah. but once you pick one you're stuck with it unless you do a bunch of name switches and stuff which i personally think is annoying and stuff that's gotta be difficult yeah and yeah and you know and i liked uh coming up with you and a name that was just just kind of free-flowing and stuff it didn't really have yeah. like this big like tie to it and like and bands will name their bands and they'll get sick of it and it's like your own name everyone goes through that stage where like they hate their own name and they're like oh i'm gonna yeah. change my name and then after a while you're like oh, this is my name i don't i don't care anymore so that's oh. i mean that's yeah. how it is eventually and stuff but yeah I, I like it now we we do the fxlk like abbreviation a lot that's yeah. how we present it in like flyers and on our merch most of the time and stuff that that just has like a, I think kind of like a sleek look to it that we were yeah. kind of going for. I haven't really like put it out, but I think it would, you know, I'm not stealing this idea. I had this idea a long time ago, but <laughs> like for the backseaters doing like a B K S T R S. Yeah. Yeah. Like having it go down like, dude, it's I sweet. Yeah. Board. The, like taking out the, the, the vowels and things like that. I don't know. It just, it looks yeah. cool. Cause it looks like some sort of like fashion or like streetwear yeah. or something like that. Which definitely is, which is with cool. Fox Lake because you have that X in there. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. It, it. We've molded it into something that I'm proud of and that it looks it looks cool. So was having that X in there your idea? <laughs> no, no, no. We just dropped the bells, okay. dude. <laughs> On your guys's recordings, is it is everything you're hearing what you guys are playing? Or is there any like lead guitars or like extra guitars or anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We have a couple of like lead lines and like um, like uh, multiple track yeah. layers and stuff for mainly the guitars and stuff. Obviously, there's some stuff on vocals and yeah. stuff. You guys um, don't do backing tracks, do you? No, we don't do any backing tracks. Um, we have a couple of songs that have um, like weird little like synth things in the background, but it's mm-hmm. it's nothing that we play live um yeah like brandon wrote a bunch of stuff that he puts on the recording that kind of beefs it up in the recording and stuff and but like we only have one guitarist and you know he has like a looping pedal and he can kind of pull off some of it but um some of it's just on the recording and you won't hear it live and that's all right because you know it's just raw yeah it's it's raw and it's just kind of like um kind of simplistic and broken down live and stuff And, and we don't have any crazy like you know yeah. dragon force sweeps or something like that over or anything but yeah. there's, there's a little thing that live you you pick up on the energy and the feel and and yeah. just the energy of the show and stuff and you don't need all these little like filler things but on recordings you need to like fill it out and just make yeah. it more rounded and stuff so for sure yeah well yeah your guys' live set is uh i mean the word i said earlier was staccato I think I said staccato, but like, that's how I think of it. And like I said, it's very rhythmic. Like when you listen to a song, it's like a full, um, you know, if it was like one line yeah. altogether cohesive, 
but live you guys do the rhythmic things the very like you guys are tight thanks man i appreciate sure. it dude it's it's uh it's click tracks yeah <laughs> yeah uh playing the click have you always it? played with the click no i haven't this was uh i started doing it a bit towards the end of the fulfillment but um yeah. Yeah, I was really intimidated and nervous about playing with a click for a while. Um, yeah. And then I just finally buckled down and did it. And that that helps a lot. It helps tighten up the band. And for sure. I, I think, I don't know, some people have different opinions on click tracks and stuff that they don't like them and stuff. But I think it brings yeah. the band uh, like closer and better. Well, um, the thing is, is like the people who don't like click tracks and... This is kind of the conversation David and I have had um, because sometimes live we like to do different things like as far as like kind of, I hate this word, but like jammy. No, no, I get that. Sometimes when the music cuts out and it's just me, I will slow it down. Mm -hmm. But we've kind of developed this thing where like I'll slow it down, I'll, you know, do my little verse and then ring out a note and then he'll click the actual time. Yeah, I mean like it it really it's all about the musicians and what works well for them and stuff. Like um I mean we we don't have anything complex or anything like that. I literally just have like a metronome app and I just have like like high quality like in ears and I'll just like play it off my phone. I'm the only one who can hear it. Yeah. And um yeah, and that way it's it's flexible for um the few like tempo changes and things yeah. like that we have. It, it I don't know. But it's definitely it's, not yeah. It's yeah, very ahead. I was just gonna say it's very underrated and if you're looking to take it to that next level of tight. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, yeah. And it's like uh it's what we do is very uh like low key it's not any we don't have any like expensive equipment or anything like that and it's it, yeah. pretty cheap but like i don't know it does the job and especially with uh i mean different kinds of music call for it more than others but like especially um ours with you know the tight grooves and stuff like that like that stuff needs a standpoint so yeah yeah uh-huh. makes me a better drummer too yeah it's it's kind of daunting when you first think about it yeah because, totally like, totally i was there you get off from the click track yeah that sucks oh yeah it totally does figure out like where in the song to tear out the headphones yeah yeah exactly and yeah and stuff like that happens sometimes like i backing tracks sucks oh yeah totally yeah (laughs) yeah backing tracks are a whole other thing and uh i think bands that heavily rely on backing tracks um i don't know i think they suck (laughs) no that's not true i don't know i think i think bands that just there's there's bands that are like if their computer goes down they like could not play the show and yeah. I think that's that's worrying too much and I understand with bands who you know are have you know several guitar yeah. like tracks and stuff and they only have one guitar since like that's how they have to do it to make it sound like the recording and stuff yeah. but like I don't know that that's putting a lot of faith in like technology and if something goes wrong oh, yeah. it, it can screw stuff up like, and it will go wrong yeah, oh yeah for sure things yeah. will go wrong <laughs> yeah. when you play in a band if I could ever guarantee one thing is shit will go wrong absolutely shit will not work 100 percent, dude and shit will break oh yeah dude <laughs> dude that yeah like the biggest show i've ever played in my life like our very first song like like literally right away what like show was it it was the fit for a king show we played like at the end of the summer down in the springs I don't oh know. okay dude there's like i don't know three or four hundred people there and i was like it was pretty cool it was really an awesome experience i'm 
really stoked that the black sheep asked us to play that. That was a huge blessing. But like yeah. literally we started and like Brandon's pedal like cut out and it messed up and stuff. And it's like Damn. completely out of his control. Like it was no one's fault. And it's just like, yeah, that's, that stuff happens. And if you're so reliant on backtracks and, and click tracks and stuff to get you through that show, it's like, yeah, it really makes it hard to go on. But whereas like we could play a show, you know, it's probably not going to sound as good and stuff, but like we could get through without, you know, any sort of like click tracks and things. So Definitely. yeah, I'm always trying to not get too dependent on those things and be more dependent on yeah. just our, our skill. Little side note, yeah. Nico uh, said that you look sexy. Oh, way. thank you, Nico. I appreciate yeah. that. So yeah. you right back at you, bud. <laughs> that that Instagram live, that's also a different thing with this this podcast. Yeah, I just cool. I wanted to just go all out for this. Well, I one. appreciate the special uh, the special yeah. channel, there, bud. Are you are you enjoying it so? Dude, far? I'm having a I've blast. Never this asked is great. Somebody that like, no, this is a lot of fun. You know, I I love it. just talking about music. I could do yeah. it all day, and I could just talk to you all day. So it doesn't matter. I can talk to you all day. Yeah. I just I love learning these things like learning band names learning um you know because i've known you for a while but right. i've never really known your history yeah and it's stuff that doesn't really like come up that yeah. much unless you like dig for it and stuff so i'm glad yeah. you're doing this. this is a really cool thing i'm enjoying it for sure and uh oh my god I instagram live <laughs> all right we're gonna cut the instagram live if you want to keep watching? Oh, Nico said Griff for Prez. No. <laughs> uh, if you want to keep watching, go to YouTube. Jake Backseaters on YouTube. We're live there right now. So uh, thank you for watching on Instagram. And yeah. It's a lot of work. It is. The podcast is... It's... Such a different thing. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. But I love talking about music. I could talk about music for hours. Yeah, definitely. Uh so I just gotta ask you, and this is like this isn't a bad thing. I'm just genuinely curious about your sister's um she's very interested in what people's favorite 80s songs are. Really? I did not know that. She asked when I did like one of those Instagram things. It's like, ask me something. Yeah. And she asked me what my favorite 80s song was. And, you know, when she asked me that, of course, I couldn't think of any songs from the 80s. But yeah, uh, yeah she asked me that. And then she asked Dakota and I that last night on Instagram, <laughs> two nights ago on Instagram. Word. Live. Okay. Okay. And you, you don't know. Dude, I don't know. I don't listen to very much old music. Yeah. Um, you don't love classic rock? No, I actually hate classic rock. I'm not big on it. It's one of the genres I don't like. There's like specific, like Tom Petty. I love Tom yeah. Petty. Yeah. But like I a don't lot of like, hair metal bands. Yeah, I don't like Iron Maiden. I don't like Black Sabbath. I, I'm really sorry if I'm offending anyone, but it's the truth. I am not. I'm the only one sitting in this room with you, and I'm not offended. Good. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Good. I take a lot of flack for saying that I hate Metallica, but Metallica sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, oh I'm gosh. in the same boat. I yeah. like back in the day when that's all you had, but like metal and hardcore and all that has progressed so yeah. much. Yeah. Like you don't need Metallica. No, you don't. You don't. Just let it go. Yeah, I agree. And their um, font is not that cool. No, I don't like anything about them. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm like the only like hardcore kid in the world who would say that though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Minor threat probably. I don't know. That's not like 80s yeah. music though. Music that came out. I don't know, dude. Yeah. I mean, when you think classic rock, you think of, uh, Van Halen. You know, I do like, I do like Cat Stevens. Cat, Cat Stevens, Stevens is pretty dope. Has some good songs. Yeah. Um, what is that super popular one? I don't know. I can't yeah. think of it. It'll hit me. But yeah, I like like certain people like Tom Petty. Um, and the thing about Tom Petty is he started as just like straight rock and roll. Yeah. And did so many different things throughout his career. So like there's a lot to listen to. But yeah. like Tom Petty, Bob Dylan. Um, yeah, I, I dig those. And then there's like select songs. Like I yeah. was thinking about it today and there's a song that it's kind of like Annika and I's song, but it's Just What I Needed by The Cars. Okay, word. The, I think you just what I needed. Yep, yeah, I know that song. And it just, I don't know. Dude, it, it's funny that it pumps me up. you bring that 80s music up because like there's all these like neo 80s bands coming out now and I love them. Like I love 1975. Yeah. I love The Midnight. And so I think I was just like yeah. not exposed to 80s music. I don't know. I'm not yeah, even. That. I was born in '94, so it's like that yeah. stuff was done before I was even alive. '93, baby. Woo! All oh, right. What's funny is like some people hear that and they're like, "Holy shit, you're old!" And then other people hear it and they're like, "You little baby." Yeah, no, I feel that fucking baby. But uh, yeah, classic rock mm. really hit or miss. Oh, but Mostly I mean, miss. that goes with today's rock too. Like, yeah, I. There's some good stuff on the radio, like select songs. Like I really like the Lumineers. Yeah. Um, but I I mostly just listen to like my own music. I don't yeah. really listen to. When I listen to radio, it's straight pop. I love yeah. modern pop. That's like yeah. that's something I've got into the last couple of years. In that getting a trying to get into more like commercial and like groovy mm -hmm. music um with fox lake was like totally opened my eyes to pop yeah. and i love pop yeah yeah who are i mean you said the 1975 which yeah. i absolutely love them yeah and yeah. have you seen them live yeah i have <sighs> they're awesome dude that band did you is see sweet. them at the Fillmore or red rocks i saw them at red rocks yeah that was an amazing yeah show. it was sweet they're they're an amazing band i yeah i love it i don't know how bands bring sounds back like that yeah. but um yeah I don't know. I love Justin Bieber. I love. Oh man, drawing a blank. People, the only thing some people are gonna hear from this is you hate Metallica and you love. Justin that's right. Bieber. Well, that's all you need to know, man. Yeah. Well, a big <laughs> one for you is uh, you're really big on MGK. Oh my God! Yeah, I love MGK, dude. Why? Dude, I don't know. I know it's cringy, dude. He's just like a skinny white kid and stuff. But dude, the that summer when like lace up came out and mm -hmm. i i don't know why i was just like i was in the mood to get into some like uh like less gangstery hip-hop and um yeah. i got that album and i just like fell in love with it i listened to it straight through and it's probably more of a nostalgic thing more than yeah. anything else now but like anything he puts out i love he's one of my all-time favorite artists well like dakota and i said like music either strikes a chord with you or it doesn't so yeah it obviously totally does. it hit you in some certain spots yeah and i don't know i didn't hit me in dude 
Brandon and I have this conversation all the time and like I'll go to him and I'll be like dude I hate this band they suck like I don't like him and then like another band I'll be like so hyped on and he's like dude how do you like from like very similar genres Mm -hmm. or something and he'll be like how do you love this band and like hate that one I'm like I don't know I just do like yeah it's weird and i'm not gonna force myself to listen to something just because it's kind of in the same genre yeah i know i yeah i give a lot of music a fair chance and stuff but like i don't know there's just there can be stuff from the exact same genres and like yeah. i think like like beatdown is like one of them like beatdown hardcore and stuff is like some bands i love They're like some of my favorite yeah. bands in the whole world but then there's other ones that are like on the same tour packages. Mm-hmm. They're like on the same labels, like really similar bands, like musically. But for some reason, that just like doesn't get me. I it's just, I don't know. It's weird. It's just how it happens. And Brandon gives me yeah, just end, endless crap for it. I'm very picky. The thing that makes me picky about like hardcore bands is the vocalist. Yeah, and yeah, it doesn't like, mean like they don't have to be the best screamer or the worst screamer or anything sure, sure. like that. It's just literally like I started listening to this band, and I think I told you about them. They're called Napoleon. Yeah, I think you showed me them, and uh, they're just super insane. And like the vocalist may not be the best screamer, yeah, but like I fucking dig it, and I love Incendiary and for the Fallen Dreams, and like. For the Fallen Dreams on some of their songs has similar sounds to. Fuck, I don't know. Like, like I remember. For some reason, I keep thinking of Immure because that's just one that yeah, I, I, I don't. Forty Fathoms. <laughs> Forty Fathoms. <laughs> mean Night Love. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Forty Fathoms, right? Yeah, Taylor. For some reason, I've always like gotten Forty Fathoms mixed with As the Sky Darkens. Yeah, same era. Why. Yeah, oh. but uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, like yeah, screamers like and Mich- vocalists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really intrigued about the gangster hip hop because that's something I don't know about. What's some gangster hip hop that you like? Gangster hip hop? I don't know. I don't listen to a lot. That's of what it, you but... said that what? you were moving away from gang gangster. Oh, rap to... oh no, no. I I meant to say I was. I don't know. I'm always on the lookout for like a good hip hop album. I don't like mm-hmm. like really really like thuggy like rap i like more three six mafia yeah i guess dude um 50 cent yeah stuff like that i guess uh i'm more on like the uh i love drake drake's awesome i like that blend that's somewhere between pop and hip-hop yeah but i don't know hip-hop is sweet and there's a lot of it that i do like but like i don't know there's only like select hip-hop albums i love i love j cole j cole's like one of my all-time favorite artists but then like similar people like him like i don't like kendrick yeah and it's like why they're, they're similar but it's like there's only know. one kendrick lamar song that we actually both love is that true yeah we both love the uh oh my god the fucking eight, problem eight, song. oh yeah dude that song's so good i love bad bitches yeah dude that song that incredible. is my fucking problem <laughs> And yeah, yes. dude. That, like see, it's like it's it's so weird, dude. Like that song is amazing, and I love it. But yeah. then I, I I love that song, so I got that whole Aesop Rocky album, and mm-hmm. I listened to it, and I was like, Ugh, oh, don't really. It. I fucked that up. That's not Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah, he's on that song. Well, he features oh, he on that song. Yeah, okay. yeah. I know what you. I knew what you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, but I couldn't tell you like a Kendrick Lamar song that's not humble. A, oh yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, song. I like that song. I don't know, but like, sit pe- down. <laughs> be humble that's right um but yeah like 
I remember sit down. Oh my Sorry. God. Okay. You remember um, that. I remember on those like album of the year lists, like a ton of people from hardcore bands were putting out that they loved uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. Kendrick's like yeah, uh, one of his uh, previous albums. And I was like, well, if everyone loves that and all those kids love hardcore, then I'm going to check it out. And I did. And it was, I didn't like it. Yeah. And so I'm a weird person when it comes to music. I'm all over the board. And Same, dude. It's weird stuff, dude. I'm sorry. I'm fucking with this Instagram yeah, you're, live. Thing you're, good, you're good. Uh, so who are some big influences for you in like hardcore music? Like per- what? Personally? Yeah. Like who are some of your favorites? Because oh, obviously there's a million. Yeah, dude. It's hardcore it, bands. Dude, it's all about Gideon, man. Gideon's the best band there ever was. Oh yeah, I knew that. Um, Gideon and Kublai Khan are my two favorites. Um, as far as modern yeah stuff goes, uh, are you big on Knocked Loose? I can't. Yeah, I like Knocked Loose for sure. Um, I love. I, this is the most hipster thing ever, but I love pop culture, and I think Laugh Tracks is like overrated, but. Really? That's uh, you'll hear so many people say that, but no, they're they're really cool, and it's sweet that they're bringing that they're mainstreaming such heavy, uh, such like incredibly heavy and aggressive music to like thirteen yeah. year old like like soccer. I kids. love the like, barking. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's sweet. I don't know why like I just love it. Yeah, and like when Laugh Tracks came out, it was like it was such a cool album. I still think it's a sweet album. I don't know, yeah. but like I don't know. I they're a hype band. I think they've. Uh, they're cashing in on what like a, a new sound and stuff and yeah. which is really smart and obviously it's working for them and they're obviously um very talented like songwriters and stuff and i think they're sweet yeah. but pop culture is i have where no it's idea at. what their songs are about the only lyric i have ever understood <laughs> is all my friends are dead yeah dude it's great i love it yeah. um yeah but uh yeah uh, the newest band that I've been into is Varials. Like, uh, I was late that on them. Familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, they were on tour last summer with Gideon, and I went and I was like so unimpressed with them. And I was like, this band is like just trying to be the next, like knocked loose and yeah. that it's pop. Crazy yeah, how that happens. yeah, yeah. It totally is. There, there's always like that one band that like mm-hmm. is the forefront of the scene, and then, then there's like follow up bands to that. And yeah. I thought that's what they were. And then one day I was at work and like one of my managers turned it on and I was like, dude, what on earth is this? This is like the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, it's their Paint Again album. And I was like blown away. And I, that's like one of my favorite albums of like the last like three or four years. And then they came here like a month ago and it was awesome and it was sweet and they were awesome dudes. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah. When did you start getting into, fuck, I hate myself right now. Cause like. I feel like I'm just rapid firing questions and I always say like, no, you're good, dude. I don't want this to be like an interview. No, dude. No, no. So let's keep it going. I apologize if it sounds like I'm just doing an interview. No, no, this is fun. But, uh, I'm genuinely curious. When did you start getting into like the hardcore scene? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I had that pretty normal progression of music. It was, it started with like like I said like Under Oath and and yeah, Showbread and yeah, definitely like uh Scary Kids Scaring Kids was one of was the first band that like the first heavy band that um uh that I like completely fell in love with and it progressed yeah. to Chiodos and Devil Wears Asking Bring Me all those bands I love and I still love today. Yeah. Um 
Did you see that video? Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> But the video of Bring Me the Horizon playing Diamonds yes. Aren't Forever, whatever. And, yeah, and, and they're playing Medusa stadium. and stuff. Yeah, it's is so cool. I yeah. love it, dude. Because that, that's my favorite music yeah. of theirs. I love everything they put out, and I that's love. That's my Suicide Season is my favorite oh, album my from them. Suicide is amazing. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, that was so cool. I wish I could have yeah. been there for that. That would have been the coolest thing ever. Um, yeah, but then I started getting. I got really into just like your regular kind of like hot topic high school bands like Devil Wars Prada, Day to Remember, yeah. Miss May I, We Came as Romans, those kind of bands. And that was what I was into for a while. And then I started getting more into like bands that like more offshoot bands of that and stuff, you know, Sirens and Sailors, I the Breather, bands like that. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think. There there is a few times where people were like, yo, listen to this band. And it was like straight hardcore. I remember someone's like, listen to Trapped Under Ice, listen to Call yeah. to Preserve. And I did. And I was like, this is the worst music ever. I hate this so bad. And <laughs> and it was because like all I wanted yeah. was like Hot Topic breakdowns and stuff. Um, yeah. Not like the actual hardcore. Yeah, punk. exactly. Exactly. And now listening back to those albums now, they're like some of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. So um, there wasn't like a big conscious switch. I think... Gideon really helped bridge that gap for me because they, they do a really good job of mixing kind of like yeah. metalcore and hardcore and stuff, especially on their their first two albums. And like Nathan gave me that album and um, I was like, dude, this is so cool. And then from there, um, like I got into like, you know, other mm -hmm. other bands like that and stuff. Um, and then it just kind of evolved. And then the, the, the local music scene started going that way too. You know, you had bands like 40 Fathoms and has a Sky Darkens and Six Reasons to Run, which are like metalcore bands and then yeah. um those bands started getting older and breaking up and then the younger kids started coming in they started oh, yeah. writing stuff um you know like uh you know deter and chain of torment and all those yeah. all those bands now and like that's definitely more the hardcore side of mm -hmm. stuff and i don't know it the, the local scene kind of just morphed that way i mean yeah. there's still metalcore bands but they're they're not as prevalent at least in my like circle of yeah. friends and stuff so that kind of just helped push it in there and then i just started listening to more and more i like i i yeah. love all kinds of music that's heavy if it if i don't really am not really picky about like the genre. dubstep would you quit saying that dude sorry <laughs> i'm sorry it's I, from what i hear it's heavy yeah sure. i've just heard that from people all right dude. they headbang in dubstep shows now do they yeah there's I went to a few a, dubstep shows in high school really? and I tried to mosh and people on acid were like, what is happening? I was being stupid, but see, whatever. I went to one and it was, it's kind of funny cause it was Steve Aoki, which is like yeah, yeah, electronic yeah. and then Borgor, which yeah. is like dubstep and then Waka Flocka Flame. Dang. Yeah. Okay. That's on pretty weird. the same wear. build, but I just remember we were standing there watching the show and I think Borgor was on and some dude was rolling hard on ecstasy Yep, going through the crowd and elbows Annika right in the face. Mm -hmm. And like we've talked about it at hardcore shows, that shit's going to happen. Yeah. This dude was fucked up and being an idiot. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I, uh, I reacted <laughs> and, uh, that was my, my first and last EDM show. Yeah, dude, it's not for me. One sense. No, it, I definitely don't hate it as yeah. much as I used to. Um, I mean, a lot of pop kind of has a lot of the elements yeah. of EDM and stuff. And if it, yeah, and I don't mind that at all. I I like that yeah. stuff, but like straight EDM is it's not for me. 
Yeah. Would you say that Denver and Colorado Springs are like the two big hubs for like Denver or Colorado hardcore? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Because there's nobody like really up north or anything. Yeah, not really. There's, I know there's a few kids in Thornton and like Greeley and um, Fort Collins. I think it just, that just happened because. Denver is where all the big tours went, and then yeah. Colorado Springs is the second biggest, and they have the Black Sheep, and they have a couple other small venues down there. That's crazy um, how the Springs sprouted up with hardcore. Has yeah, it always totally. been there, and I just never noticed. Just, maybe, dude. I don't know. I uh, yeah, I haven't been going to Springs shows for like a long time. I mean, yeah. um, if there was a, like a, a big touring package going through there, I would drive down there. But like, I yeah. The local scene down there is awesome, and they they yeah. I I don't think there's a bad band in Colorado Springs as far as hardcore goes that I've seen. Um, they're all really sick. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it 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 is. It does seem rather. It has does seem rather sudden if you kind of look at it over the past ten years. And I don't know why that happens. Um, but I'm really glad it did. <laughs> well, I think I mean part of the reason it might seem sudden to me is because like. I never really paid attention to it, and by the time I started getting out of heavy music, there wasn't really a lot going on in the Springs. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, I can't think of, as far as, like, when I first started going to local shows and I started first yeah. being in local bands, I there wasn't the bands that I looked up to locally yeah. weren't bands from the Springs, and maybe that was just because I was 16 yeah. and I couldn't get down to the Springs or something, but, like... Yeah. Well, and it's kind of like I'm paying attention over here, so I'm really not going to see what's yeah. going on. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. Something just clicked. I think um, I think one of the first Springs hardcore bands I saw was uh, 1862, and they drove up and played at Marquee. And I was like, dude, this is so cool. Like, yeah. why have I not heard of you guys? And they are from the Springs. And then, they, and then I started following them, and then they are playing shows, and I was like, who are these other bands? I checked them out, and the, that kind of brought it full yeah. circle. And then, you you know, you have bands from Denver who play Springs, and Springs bands come to Denver, and it, it's yeah. starting to blend more and more, which is really awesome. Well, I think one way that I actually started noticing, like, hardcore in the Springs was because uh, I had... Okay, technically in my first band we played in the Springs, but I had never really played in the Springs until I started playing with If I Fail. Yeah. And yeah. If I Fail played with a lot of hardcore bands. Right. So, you know, when I started playing with them, it was like, oh, so there's yeah, yeah, bands definitely. from here that just that don't just come from Denver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so. that was always the hard thing is trying to get, um, you know, when you're in a hardcore band and there's a hardcore scene in Colorado Springs, like people go to shows, especially at that venue. Um, if I fail is played there, they have a lot of hardcore shows there. It's like kind of like a bar restaurant place. Triple nickel. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's an awesome venue. Uh, but like, you know, people go out to see hardcore bands, but right. like, I don't know a ton of people in the spring. So it's like, yeah, I didn't really either. I backseaters don't play for sure for sure yeah and um yeah like i was i was the same way dude and then like i started going and meeting more people there and then just kind of building my friend group and stuff and now like i have a lot of friends in the springs and it's it's awesome and all those kids down there are sweet yeah nice yeah yeah hydrate stay wet Mm. no because i know this uh this next note slash question is a big one mm-hmm. um just because 
so I got like an early jump start to like hardcore. Yeah. Because there was this girl that went to my high school when I was a sophomore. She was a senior. And, you know, I told her that I was listening to Bless the Fall and A Day to Remember. And like A Day to Remember is, I would still say they have some good hardcore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, like Bless the Fall and... Right. Um, Those hot topic bands. Yeah, Attack Attack and stuff. And she goes, no, you need to listen to this. And like... I was young. She was older. Yeah. You know, whatever. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll listen to that. <laughs> and so she just like gave me this list of bands. And <laughs> on it was, uh, there was a band called It Prevails. Yeah, yeah. That like I still love to this yeah, day. Yeah, they're an awesome band. Um, the Ghost Inside, she referred me yeah, to them. Yeah, those are the same kind of bands that got me, kind of helped yeah. me progress from metalcore to hardcore were those bands that kind of lived in the middle yeah. ghost inside um stick to your gun straight from the path those bands that yeah you know they're not they're i don't know they're like i don't know they're like commercial it's hardcore hard. yeah it, it's not like true roots you know like new england or la yeah, hardcore punk, yeah. yeah yeah but it, it has a lot of those elements and it's a lot of it's fast and it, it is similar and stuff but yeah. those are the first couple bands i got into i remember listening to ghost inside and being like this is really cool i really like this like different yeah pace of music i miss them oh yeah dude. i was back. listening to them the other day i kind of like i forget about them from time to time and then uh what is that song it says i'll see you when the sun sets yeah dude that song will come on you know randomly in my headphones and then i go fuck yeah. I oh love yeah. The ghost inside. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Fury and the Fallen Ones is an amazing album, dude. I still yeah. still love that one. But uh so anyway, I got kind of an early introduction to that and like yeah. uh you know, there were a couple other bands that were like hardcore punk that she introduced me to. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the names of them. Um little quick side note, why do people hate backtrack? I don't know. I just, I had asked somebody one time, I was like, you like backtrack? And they go, fuck no. Oh, fuck oh, oh, yeah. And I, was like, I think, uh, yeah, I think their vocalist is like a rapist or something. For real? I'm not positive. I mean. He was accused. Yeah. He's straight edge. Yeah, I still a piece of crap, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I know. I had no idea. I've never, I, they're, yeah. It's like those bands that, that's one of them I'd never gotten in. I love, yeah. dude, I love Trapped Under Ice. Is Turnstile hardcore? Because I asked Dakota this the other night, and he's never listened to Turnstile. Yeah, yeah, they're hardcore. Would, you would say they're, they're yeah, they're kind of weird. They have this, they're a weird kind of blend. They have yeah, some, they have some shoegazy like trippy parts in some of their songs. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're um, kind of a mixed genre band, but they're pretty yeah. cool. But anyway, uh, sorry, getting to the climax yeah. of the big note that I made was. One thing that really drew me to hardcore in the beginning was, you know, in middle school and early high school, I had said that I was straight edge and I was straight edge at the time. And Mm -hmm. like, I thought, you know, a day to remember was sick because they were straight edge. And like, um, it just seemed like I always associated hardcore with straight edge. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like nowadays would you say that straight edge isn't really i mean obviously like a lot of straight edge people love hardcore but it doesn't seem like um 
you know, like Under Oath when they first came out, said that they were a Christian band and did that whole thing on stage. It doesn't seem like a lot of bands are as vocal about being straight edge anymore. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's many of us left. <laughs> straight edge? Yeah. Yeah. But I got to give you props because Thanks, like you and I'm guilty of it myself. You get poked at so much and like dude it comes with it man i i joke about it but like i, I don't ever i literally know. make weed jokes like yeah every no i know I you do. pretend you're smoking a blunt all the time yeah it's hilarious but, dude. Uh, <laughs> no i just think it's awesome like you and danny and uh i just think that's an awesome thing yeah, so yeah. i just wanted to let you know on the record on the youtube live the instagram live that i think straight edge you know you being straight edge is awesome thanks dude i appreciate that because it's like i know that i'm talking to a genuine you an unaltered you and like i can always dude i'm on acid right now dude no but like (laughs) you know that was a big thing with uh the mafia and especially i learned about the there was a colorado mafia like back in the 1920s when there was like alcohol prohibition and stuff i think it was the 1920s sounds about right but a big thing with them is they uh they like push drugs sometimes like didn't they weren't like drug dealers per se yeah but uh, none of them did drugs because their whole thing was you can't trust people who take drugs. So they didn't like have anyone in the mafia that yeah. took drugs. Yeah, yeah. Forget how I got to that. But drugs like are I bad. said, it's That's just, what you got to. Yeah, <laughs> drugs are bad. But, you know, I just think I think it's an awesome thing. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. But anyway, straight edge in hardcore, you're, you mostly just would say that it's not there's not a lot of straight edge left. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, if you kind of look at all your friends and all the people who used to be straight edge, it's, uh, there's a, there's a, I feel like there's a lot more of them who were like, oh yeah, I was. Then there's a lot more who like are currently are, you know. And, yeah. And, you know, and there's no judgment. I have plenty of friends who were straight edge and mm-hmm. now are not. And I, I don't care. It's a personal choice. And some people make that choice based on, you know, the wrong circumstances or the wrong, yeah. you know, mindsets and stuff. And those mindsets change and progress and you grow and yeah. stuff. And it's not for everyone. Um, for people who don't know what straight edge is, uh, could you kind of elaborate on what it is? Yeah. Cause I could say, but I feel like <laughs> I could either get it wrong or say some aspects. Of no, no, it, it's pretty simple. It's just, it's a, it's a lifelong commitment to abstain from drugs, alcohol and promiscuous sex. Okay. So, um, it's, yeah. it's pretty basic. Is that what the three X's stand for? Yeah. Drugs, alcohol, promiscuous sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I I mean, my last claim to straight edge was my MySpace profile that nice, said dude. I was straight edge. Nice. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've always thought like straight edge just looked badass and like I've always respected It is, dude. It does. You're right yeah. about that. It's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Start a straight edge trend. Tell get people to stop doing lean and that's right, ketamine dude. and yeah. uh, don't do coke, guys. Xanax. Yeah, I don't understand that Xanax. Like from what I've heard, it makes you fall asleep. It's like anti-anxiety. So like you take it and you, I don't know. Wouldn't know, dude. You haven't tried it. No. Okay. I, have. I thought maybe like that was like a loophole. Okay, <laughs> here's here's a question I have on the straight. 
<laughs> you know, the zany loop. Uh, <laughs> this is a question I have because, like, yeah. a lot of people will talk about true straight edge, true right. straight edge is this, that, the other thing. Caffeine. Like, okay, so I guess if you boil it down, a lot of people would say true straight edge is vegan, no caffeine, no nicotine, no drugs. Yeah, yeah, no. definitely. There's a, there's, there's an there's a gray area in straight edge for sure, yeah. and a lot of uh, it kind of breaks down to the individual, and they decide mm-hmm. whether they they won't do certain things, and it really I don't know, and, and it's all really inconsistent, and it really all it's like situational almost and stuff. Yeah. But like some people won't drink caffeine because they think that's edge break. I have no problem with caffeine. I drink tons of it. I um, love caffeine. I love caffeine, dude. Um, can someone smoke cigarettes and be straight edge? I don't think so. I've heard that argument before. I kind of thought that when I first claimed, but I, I've I always just wondered. Nah, dude, it. I don't. That's so like, that's there. I don't think there's much wiggle You're room there. You're dancing on a fucking line. Yeah, like, caffeine. Yeah, caffeine. Caffeine is like I don't know, dude. Like I don't know, dude. But then there's then you know there's people who um who won't use like yeah uh like a mouthwash with alcohol in it or they uh. Damn. Yeah, something like that. I do. Yeah. I use mouthwash with alcohol in it. Um, it doesn't really alter your. Yeah, and and, and I, I when I come to like those gray areas, I break it down to being like, um, what's the purpose of you doing yeah. that? Like the reason people smoke cigarettes is like to make them feel good and relax and, yeah, and to get that buzz or whatever. Um, and that's what straight edge is against. But like if mm-hmm. you're if you're using like mouthwash or something to like clean your teeth that's not you're not trying to get like altered on that stuff but like i don't know there's weird things that i do like i won't eat like beer battered food if they're if like yeah it's like it makes sense yeah i guess but and then and then i've had other stages people who are like well like the alcohol is cooked out of it i'm like yeah but like technically yeah so what about like a pasta sauce that's made with wine no i don't know dude see you see it's like i don't even know some of this stuff it's it's weird but well, I, another thing about like alcohol, beer battered things is like yeah. the funny, uh, what I think is hilarious about alcohol is nobody starts drinking alcohol and goes, oh my God, I love this. They have to force themselves oh, yeah. to drink it. Yeah, yeah, it dude. I, yo, yeah, I've totally, uh, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I drink So if it. you've never been big on beer, like a beer battered something would be kind of bitter, you know? Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Bitter and there's, battered. yeah, there's like... <laughs> Bitter beer better. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's weird stuff, and like it's weird stuff that I know is weird, and I know isn't consistent to my yeah. own life. But like for some reason, I just like choose to do it and stuff. But yeah. it's like I don't know. Well, another thing, I feel like I'm fucking kissing your ass. No, stop, dude. Please, I mean, continue, man. It feels great. <laughs> another thing that I've always admired about you too is like you're straight edge. You're Christian. But I have never seen you judge anybody. Like, you don't judge anybody, especially, like, if you don't know them or whatever. Like, I've never seen you judge anybody, and I feel like that is even more rare than straight edge. And, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I appreciate feel like... That, dude. It, that's... I yeah. don't know. I, I judge people, dude. Everyone judges everyone. They um, don't. I, uh, I try to... You just to... don't do it out loud. Yeah, I try to I try to stay away from that. Um, and I, you know, I'm not all I don't yeah. always go through that, but I don't know, dude. There, there's not any point in that. It doesn't serve anything. I'm, mm-hmm. dude. I'm all about 
you know, love and acceptance and stuff. And I, you're not going to, you're not going to get through to anyone Mm -hmm. if you're hostile and angry and aggressive and mean to them. So it's like, see, and I would say that's true Christianity because, you know, they say Jesus hung out with everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that judge anybody. Right. Like, yeah, it's definitely a, it's a Christ example. I try to live is living love first and letting that, be mm-hmm. the, the forefront of everything else i mean yeah and like I, not to say that like you know kind of old-timey conservative christians are like not christian but like they have a different approach to it that i yeah. i think is just not realistic in in this yeah. world and well know. we've just things are so different now it's kind of like um have you seen joe rogan's new comedy special no, no, I have not. Well, it's funny because uh, he's talking about, you know, the president and how he thinks that, you know, maybe there shouldn't be a president because back when they started that shit, there was only, you know, 10 states or whatever right. of people. Yeah. And now there's 300 million sure. and all that shit. And he was just talking about how maybe there shouldn't be a president. And he goes, can you imagine if Ben Franklin... <laughs> came uh time traveled to today he'd go you guys didn't write any new shit (laughs) i wrote that shit with a feather yeah yeah but yeah it's just to try and hold on to some fundamental um qualities of any kind of you know straight edge or dude i agree and that that goes back to music like we were saying like stuff evolves and you know life evolves and with new technology and new perspectives and stuff it not to say that you can't like have a set of convictions that you stick through throughout time but like people change and uh, interactions change and and social norms change and you you have to be aware of those and you have to you have to yeah just make sure that you're living your life in accordance with those well the fucking vinyl purists definitely got lucky yeah <laughs> because it was big and it just kind of like staggered it was about to fall off the face of the earth with cds and then just fucking dude, skyrocketed I, know, man. So I have they got lucky they did dude vinyls are kind of cool tapes, i guess people they lost a lot of years don't like tapes man don't, like, don't like that people still do that man i don't think their quality is any oh, better no, you know no, what i mean way worse dude yeah. um i don't even care about quality dude i i grew up on cds i have a giant CD collection and I've I've seen, dude I have seen yours I'm very impressed with that I love CDs I could I understand why people like records yeah. and vinyls because they they get that same feeling it's just mm-hmm. I don't off of vinyl I get off a CD and I have a giant bookshelf in my living room just full of CDs and like pulling them out and looking at them is sweet mm-hmm. I, I don't buy them so much anymore if they, if if there's uh like ten or so bands that uh, yeah. I make I make sure I buy their like album. if Gideon comes out with yeah. a CD you're gonna get the CD I have all their CDs and those are the actually only vinyls I have are uh, Gideon vinyls okay um just yeah. a cool collector item I think that's how I started getting vinyls was more so a memorabilia thing totally and then I've yeah I've never listened to my Gideon vinyls ever yeah. I don't have a vinyl player I they're hung up on my wall and it's cool to, to pull them out and have yeah. this you know you know giant giant thing that is your favorite music in the world but like yeah. i don't see the appeal of being like oh a new album comes out from a band i like decently mm-hmm. like uh, you know and i'm on i'm running out of space yeah. in my cd so i've been I, I buy a lot of music digitally i i'm not huge on streaming but um yeah i stream sometimes that's that's one thing i usually ask people and i 
I have to agree with you. And I guess that makes me a purist, stuck in my ways, whatever. I just, my dream was always to be able to put out a CD yeah. because I collected them. I love exactly. the books inside them. I love looking at the back, yeah. reading the thank yous. I love everything about a CD. Yeah. You can and put so, that all on digital, dude, but it's not the same. And I'm glad you understand no. that. It, and that, that's just a that's just a mindset. And yeah. and it's getting it's getting harder and harder as like I don't know. My little sister like she'll she'll be on Spotify all the time. Mm-hmm. And like I use Spotify out of like a convenience thing, but I still yeah. use an iPod Classic. I still buy CDs. Mine's you got over one right there. over there? Yeah, should still be over there. Dude, this. This is this is good technology iPod right here. Classic 160 that's right, that's gig. Right, dude. Dang, dude. Yeah. So like, I buy my music most of the time, and I import it onto my iTunes, and yep. I put it on my iPod, and that's how I listen to it. I like to. I have a. It, it's really just a hobby of organizing the music and yeah, getting the artwork and all playlists, playlists and making sure all the uh, this this stuff is in order. And that to me, that's oh, just yeah. a blast, and it makes the listening experience a lot more fun. Whereas if some people will be like, oh, you a new, a new album came on and they just hit play on their Spotify and set it down in the corner and they'll listen to it. But I don't know. That just doesn't yeah. do it for me. Well, that's the thing. Another thing I love about CDs too is if you put a CD in in your car, that's what you have. You know what I mean? Especially if any... Well, okay. Especially for me, when I put in a CD, my intention is not to skip songs True. my intention is to listen to the full thing all the way through as if i have no control over yeah you know what the i'm all about are. listening through cds all the way through too i think i think that's important i mean initially for sure doing that yeah. um and then you know as you you figure out what songs you mm-hmm. like and stuff I, I skip songs here and there but yeah I but i think it's important too to go back to it maybe like months or years later when you've gone through different things in life or whatever, you know, go back through and give it another full listen because yeah. you'll find certain songs that maybe weren't appealing before. Yeah, but yeah then, totally. It's all about that, you know, progress yeah. of music taste and knowledge and stuff yeah. that all humans have, I think. Well, with streaming, I just feel like, you know, people make their own playlists and you end up just listening to songs that you know you like yeah it's like saying i'm never gonna go to the movies i yeah. have these movies yeah. that i know i that's, like i'm not wasting my that's time. why I, I i try to listen to so many new albums yeah. and that's why i'm trying i have i have a like a list of albums that came mm-hmm. out in 2018 i'm trying to listen through in the next month yeah try to get them listened to this year and um yeah like i'm trying to discover my next favorite band and stuff because yeah if, if i went yeah if, if you're playing that shuffle game and stuff like yeah maybe a new song will pop on that you never realized to you like oh that's kind of cool but like really sitting down and listening to an album and being like that's how you discover your next favorite band and Mm -hmm. like i think i don't know there's just so much joy in music why would you limit yourself yeah and i mean streaming for me i've always said it's a taste test you know what i mean yeah yeah i agree if there's like a suggested artist i might listen to their top tracks yeah. but you can bet if like i enjoy them i will buy their cd yeah you yeah know what definitely I mean? yeah and like another thing that i love is when you go to a show and you see an opening band and like yeah you just love their set that's happened to me so many Dude, times and yeah. i end up buying all their music i make a point of doing that at warp tour every year that i make sure that i i pick out a a song or, or a band that you know I like one or two of their songs yeah. and I 
make a point to go see their set and then go buy their album. I'll listen to the album through the summer. And that I've discovered and fallen in love with a lot of bands yeah. by doing that. Whereas, you know, I could be like, oh, yeah, you know, um, Trash Boat has one cool song and that's it. But like got their new album and it's sick. And yeah. yeah so Have they go. put out another one after? Um, I can't remember what that album is that has like the hand on it. Yeah, they put. They, yeah, they put out a new one this yeah. this, this year. Oh, okay, I think this summer. You should definitely check it out. It's awesome. I will, because that other one was just an EP, right? I believe so. Uh, thanks to everybody who watched the Instagram live. I know for the people listening, I said I wasn't going to, but I'm kind of addicted to doing the whole live thing now. Dude, it's I don't pretty know cool. What it is. I like it, dude. People can. Stop just, in, they drop comments, yeah. they tell me that I should run for president. Yeah, or that you're sexy. <laughs> like, I'll take I that just, all day. I feel like it keeps you honest. Like, if you're alive, you better not say the wrong thing, <laughs> and you better, I don't know, maybe that makes you not honest because you're catering what you say. Yeah. Um, tell me and the listeners about your time in the backseaters. Oh, my gosh, dude. Griffith, uh, two years ago, David had to go to Boston for a family get-together, and Griffith filled in on the drums for the backseaters. Oh, dude. Those, tell, me, tell me about that experience. Dude, truly, no, I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not lying to you or, or kissing your ass or anything, dude, like that. It was so much fun, dude. Yeah. I, I, I filled in with a few bands, and that's... Uh, that's something I really enjoy. It pushes me as a drummer and Definitely. it, I don't know, dude, all my best friends in my life are the kids that I've been in bands with and that I've done music with. And there's just something that happens when, even if you play for, you know, you do a couple practices, you play like one show, you, you develop like this bond. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. And like, you'll, it's just a blast dude. And I'm yeah. that I, that summer was awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a lot that, of fun doing that. I'm really glad you asked me to do that, dude. And um, it was so much fun. I'm glad that we, you know, technically got to play music together. Yeah, it and was a lot of fun. And we got to play, uh, and uh, it was an If I Fail tour kickoff. Yeah, that was an awesome show. Yeah, it was, dude. That was one of the, that was one of the best shows, um, or that one of the, yeah, one of the most fun yeah. shows I've ever had. And uh, I think, I think, if I remember correctly, that was during before Fox Lake had really gotten going. I think we maybe played a show or two, but we yeah. weren't playing like regularly and we weren't like doing much mm-hmm. other than just like kind of tinkering around on writing and stuff. So yeah. it, it was really fun to hit the stage and I don't know. That was awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, I, I look on that fun. Every time I hear you guys' songs or come to your house or see you or whatever, dude, I'm, yeah. I'm taking back to those, those fond memories. So I appreciate those. Dude. Well, you can bet if we ever need a fill in, you're the first person oh. I'm going to call. Dude. Because a yeah. big thing about it too, is like you actually enjoy our music. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'd listened before and which you know, is crazy. um, <laughs> no, dude, you guys are <laughs> awesome. Uh, no, I, I mean, I think, uh, supporting homies for, um, bands is really important and I had supported yours and David's. I didn't know Colton at the time. Um, yeah. But then by doing that, I like fell in love with you guys mm-hmm. musically. Um, well, because then you like really hear the song. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. And when you're you're playing them and stuff, I it's not even a genre or like something that I'm like, yeah, I, I, I rarely play or listen to. But like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's just I love um, a place to rest your feet. I love 
cinema and mailboxes and phantom dude is awesome thank you so much yeah dude i appreciate that of course yeah man i i hope we get to do it again yeah that was a lot of fun i mean like david i'm not saying like yeah i hope you can't play drums (laughs) but just you 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 got a good reserve that's that's a good thing to have so it's good to know uh people for that yeah 100 percent. no scrambling yeah even though uh you know before we had contacted you there was somebody who offered to do it for us to pay them a hundred dollars oh jeez. and then this person actually so what had happened is they said they'd do it for a hundred dollars and we hadn't found anybody i think we asked for a fill-in and you didn't see it on facebook or something yeah that might have been it um but this person was like hey i'll do it if you pay me a hundred bucks so we were like all right well that's our only option yeah and so we did a practice with him and i had known this guy previously and wasn't a fan but Mm. he offered to do it and i said do you want to sell pre-sales and he said yeah i'd love to and so I gave him eight pre-sale tickets and then you hit us up or we hit you up and you were like, yeah, dude, I'd love to. And I was like, sweet, because he's a friend. It's free. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then I tried to get pre-sales back from him and he didn't give them back. So nice. we were out $80 anyway. Should have paid him, dude. <laughs> I know. Well, I... Um, yeah, I mean, that's it's something really fun uh, filling in. I enjoy yeah. doing that a lot. It's, it stretches me it, when you have to learn people's songs. Specifically for me, I think a lot of drummers have an easy time learning other people's songs. Um, yeah. That's not my case. I've always had a really hard time doing it. And mm-hmm. um, anything to make me better and anything to kind of yeah. break me out of my comfort zone and stuff is always good. So Nice. Do you, ever, uh, do you ever do drum covers? Dude, I have. Um, I jam a lot to like mm-hmm. pop and hip hop and stuff on on headphones and stuff but like i have a, f- a few things to work it's just like a lot of work to like f- sit down and figure it out and stuff but yeah I, I have i have some things in the work that eventually i would like to get recorded yeah um, like kind of made a video of but because oh, you we'll have see. to do it note for note yeah it sucks because people in the comments on youtube <laughs> are mean yeah and yeah yikes yeah for sure so uh what are your plans from here going forward with Fox Lake, Married Life School, like what do you see in the near future for Griffith Johnson? Yeah, dude. Um, Does anybody ever accidentally call you Griffin? Every day of my entire life. Like you tell them at Starbucks and they go, Griffin? Mm-hmm. Dude, I've had people who know me, who've known me for years, and they'll still like call me Griffin like every now and then. And That's like, probably why Nico just called you Griff. That works too. <laughs> easy out dude okay Just kidding. um yeah dude uh fox lake has some sweet stuff we're planning on right now um i hope it all goes to plan we've got some really cool stuff lined yeah. up um are you guys yeah. i know i asked you this but for the podcast are you guys gonna put out an ep or a full yeah. length yeah that's now you've just done uh three singles yeah yeah uh yeah that's the plan man that's uh we're writing right now for that yeah. and um four brand new songs or yeah yeah they'll all be brand new stuff um some of the stuff we've played live some of the mm-hmm. songs um yeah on it will be played live so yeah so we're, we're writing a lot right now that's what we're focusing on in the next uh month or two 
Yeah. And uh, we're hoping to record in the beginning of 2019 and then kind of follow it up with there. Do you think you're, are you going to put those singles on that EP or no? Nah, I think we'll just leave those as singles. Some of those songs have been out for a while. I've been, I've been playing Chosen Blood for like, I don't know, like three years or something. We've, we've had that song written for a while. So it's like, they're cool singles and, and we like playing them. And yeah. stuff, but like I'm stoked to win. We don't have to play the songs because yeah. we have other songs to play. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. I feel like every musician <laughs> has that, but like I don't yeah. know, it's not right for us to play music that isn't released and yeah. in in substitute of playing songs that people may know. I mean, yeah, it's more enjoyable to see live music that you know, and if you, yeah, if you're listening, but like on, one or two sprinkled in. Yeah, too. if you're listening on Spotify and, and you are familiar with the stuff we've put out, and like we go to a show and we don't play any yeah. of that, and all the stuff we do play, it's like all new to you. It's like uh, that that kills it. So yeah, going back to the CD conversation, are you yeah. guys gonna press CDs? Dude, I yeah, one hundred percent. That's yeah. uh that's something that I'm really big on and yeah that's I, why I do it. Honestly. Yeah, even <laughs> even if it's like 100 or something yeah. like we did that with the fulfillment for both our EPs and I have those my own copies on my CD shelf and they're like yeah. prized possessions to me. So like Same. yeah, and like I understand we're the industry is moving away from that so like I'm not going to spend a lot of money and time putting them together but like mm-hmm. having something physical is yeah. important at a show if you're handing it out or Oh yeah. I don't know. And it's it's just, it's so cool. You you know how that feels, dude. Um, oh, yeah. It, well, I've always said, like, recording and putting together an album or EP is 100% stressful. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, totally. You fight with your bandmates. Like, it's just this clusterfuck. Yeah, And then absolutely. you get those CDs in the mail, and you're holding this thing that caused you so much hell. And it like it all doesn't even matter anymore because you have this beautiful product that you can hold in your hands. You know, that's if exactly the internet right. crashes one day, you're still gonna have it. Yeah, and that's something that you know I, I can pull out and show my kids. They yeah. there might not be any technology to play that, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll pull it out and I'll be like, yo, this is these are you know yeah. five songs that I wrote that I recorded and that have a story to it. And that's to hold that is, and I, it, it's yeah. just something that's very important to me personally. So as far as releasing yeah. whole things, like that's awesome. I'm so down for it. That's awesome. I yeah. can't wait to have a Fox Lake CD. Oh my gosh, dude, me too. Right it's, on. It's been a long time coming. So tell me about this song that we're going to end the podcast with. It's Death From Above. Yeah. It's one of your singles. Right, right. Give us kind of like a, a little what it's about, what we're going to be hearing uh yeah uh i'm not really the guy to ask for that but i'll, I'll do my best um <laughs> well just uh, say something about it yeah Is it your um, favorite song to play live or? no dude it well it might <laughs> no. be now um it, i don't know it was weird when we bang bang right that's right dude bang bang that's uh <laughs> i'm glad that's caught on that's 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 cool um yeah like whenever we were picking out the song to record yeah we had that one and everyone else wanted to do that except for me. And I was like, really? Like, that's the song you want to record? Like it wasn't, I, I don't know. And then yeah. we, we decided on it and I was like, all right, fine, we'll do it. And then we spent like, I don't know, two or three weeks of practice, like straight, just working that song out. And yeah, yeah we rewrote a bunch of it. We recrafted a bit. We, and it came out really awesome and I'm really yeah. proud of it. It's yeah. It, it's cool how 
something that I, w- I was like, it was definitely one of our weaker songs. We, yeah. we brought it up into being like, I think. Um, Made it something that everybody can enjoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not my favorite song. Um, yeah. But it's uh, it's really cool. And uh, okay. yeah, we got to do a sweet video. Is it the for newest that. single? Yeah, yeah. We put it out, um, oh, geez, maybe sometime over the summer. Yeah. And then we we followed it up with a video that um, our friend Austin did, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was cool. So, Which yeah. you should definitely look it up on Facebook or YouTube because yes, it's super artistic. That uh, another thing I love about your guys' imagery is like all the black and white film stuff. Oh, thank you. Um, like your teaser videos, you know the videos. I love the black and white. Imagery, Appreciate that, dude. So. Yeah, that's all Brandon, dude. He's a he's a genius to that stuff. Have you ever listened to a song called Bang Bang by a band called Dispatch? Mm, no. It's, they're kind of, they kind of sound like Sublime. Oh, but dear. <laughs> they, they're better than Sublime because I'm not a big fan of Sublime. Yeah, me either. Anyway. Uh, right on. Cool, Thank dude. you so much for coming on. Thanks Again, for having me, Jake. I this is awesome. I apologize for the rapid fire questions. No, dude, it was, I just like. I didn't feel that at all, dude. I had a lot of fun. This I appreciate you having yeah. me on here. It was good and fun yeah. just talking. Like I said, you're like one of the smartest, funniest guys that. Oh, dude, I appreciate you. I know. And I'm glad that, like, not only have we stayed in touch, but gotten, like, super close. Absolutely, dude. Um, I'm hyped. It's, you're not that little yogurt land boy anymore, are you? Fuck no. <laughs> I'm a car guy now. Yeah. Not a, I'm not like a car guy, car guy. I clean them. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm just super happy that we got to do this. Same, dude. I really and appreciate you asking me to be on here. It was, it was a lot of fun. If you make this promise, it'll be on the record. Promise me you will come back, whether it's just you or Fox Lake. Oh, dude, absolutely. Because that's a big thing I want to do with the podcast, too. Like if someone, especially when you're putting out your EP. Yeah come on here and let's talk about it plug it you know what i let's mean let's do it dude i'd love to be uh yeah i'll keep you in the loop with all that that'd be a awesome. lot of fun well i love you i love you you want to kiss me on you. the lips come on dude all let's of you two's make... watching that's what brothers do let's just make that can we just make the noise the kiss noise there you go one two three that was lovely thank you it was on video wink wink yeah yeah wink wink thank you so much for coming on Yeah, dude, thank you. Sit
your first attempt Barely even broke the skin. 